Hey everyone, it's me, Maclord. Oh no, oh no, Mackin got taken over by Evil Lord. That's right, motherfucker, and this Evil Lord has the power of a little bit of delay and reverb, of course. That's right, motherfuckers, I finally... Spent a little bit of time before the podcast setting up the idea of having <laughs> reverb or delay on my voice on command up and it yeah, it really took no time at all and now I can do it whenever I want. Although maybe one of these times I'll take one of them out of the recording, so I'm just talking like this. <laughs> and I also be do become Count Dracula when that happens. <laughs> Famous reverb voice. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh my fucking gosh, holy pizza pie, it's your boy Mackin. Coming to you live. Nope. Coming to you pre-recorded. On this Sundus night. Sungus. Some sund. Sundidi. That's right, sweet ones. It is I. And I'm here to report. I'm. This is a report. This is serious. Oh no. Oh, I wanted a fun, lighthearted podcast to listen to. So I thought I'd dial up old happy, sad talk thing. Maybe get in touch with my feelings a little bit. I don't know. Maybe explore some like kind of cool ideas in a casual environment. But in a way that's not, uh, <laughs> you know gonna radicalize me to become a Nazi okay yeah this is a report that's right I didn't forget and my report is that I'm feeling pretty good considering that one week ago I was sad as fuck and I am the only man to experience sadness and I report that's what I am I'm freaking spaceman explorer of being sad that's right JK, that used to be like my whole identity, though. I was like, remember me? I'm sad. <laughs> um, no, yeah, one week ago, I was incredibly heartbroken. Um, in a way that I've never been heartbroken before. It was a very clean experience. I'm not 100% over it, but... The person involved is very nice and I love them. <laughs> and they were very nice and 
it was it was very interesting like only experiencing the loss of a dream or just the grief of what you thought was going to happen which still shockingly devastating <laughs> horrible but it is nice to feel like I'm getting older and I'm I'm growing and that I've spent time <laughs> developing tools of the heart and that they they can shorten the half-life of heartbreak uh, by taking out some of the other shit that's there. Usually there's an element of I'm such a piece of shit. I'm such an idiot. Or I'm so mad. I'm so upset with this person. How could they? How could they do this to me? <laughs> you guys, how could they do this to me? <laughs> okay, scrap everything I said. This is my new whole vibe. <laughs> guys, I'm so heartbroken. And how could they do this to me? <laughs> Okay, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, yeah, it's interesting to just like feel straight up. Whoa, I really thought this was going to happen. I really wanted this to happen. And I didn't realize how like deep in my body I uh, wanted this to happen in a way that, you know, most of my reactions to not, not a ton of my like reactions to things, emotional reactions to things are that physical as the like intense you know honestly my I just my body just felt like shit being very sad this last week which normally like isn't always the case you know I like feeling like oh every bone in my body is also depressed <laughs> um yeah only go through the times of feeling utter utter heartbreak in my life uh, in a way that is curious and not like time to freaking let them know <laughs> how could they do this to me that is the title of this episode for sure <laughs> Uh, I guess what is funny about that? that? That would be like a petty, dumb thing to be like feeling, even though I have felt like that. Maybe that's that's it, is that I'm like feeling like oh, I've 100% felt like that. And now it's like funny to me. Not that I'm not still like petty about shit, but maybe it's like calling out the pettiness that even currently exists about other stuff. How could they, how could they do this to me? I don't think I know why it's funny, but it's funny. <laughs> wait, wait, of course. How could they do this to me? <laughs> I go, I want to do a good one. <clears throat> well, I have to set it up with some non, non, non reverb talk. <clears throat> you know, I get up every morning and I look at myself in the mirror and I think to myself, could they do this to me? Fools! 
That really adds another element to it. <laughs> and it feels so small when I turn it all off. So maybe I'll just leave this on for like a little bit. Yeah. Is it the most annoying thing? For your, your podcast experience, podcast listener? Did I make the tail on the reverb? Maybe a little too long for this style of talk. But mayhaps that will be good for... Oh, and just a... Just a... A whirly dry as a bone and me in the center of freaking big stadium. Welcome to... Everyone has an individual Wurlitzer by them. That's why the sound is so dry. And you can't hear anyone else's because it's in your headphones in this big stadium. Everyone put on your Wurlitzer headphones. And welcome to the Spider-Man wrestling match from Spider-Man 1. Every year we get together and honor our favorite shit from our favorite movie. Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Remember Bonesaw? You ain't going nowhere. I got you in the ring for three minutes. Bonesaw, dude. Okay, first heartbreak of my life had to be Kelly from middle school. No, I'm not gonna do some like fucking Freudian or Jungian or I'm not smart enough to know which is which and what they actually they think. I've just kind of heard about some of their shit sometimes. <laughs> the first tragedy is in fact being pulled from the womb, dear boy. It's me, smart man. <laughs> okay, we're not doing that one. Um, I just want to talk about one heartbreak in this voice and then I'll go through all the other heartbreaks. Um... Had to be Kelly from, from preschool. I went to a Montessori school. And I, you know what, guys? I'll be frank. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I remember going to the school, seeing Montessori on it. And then, and then I grow up and that's like a special type of school. How was I supposed to know? The only time I ever thought about it was when I was there. Now it's like a cat. Now it's like category of school. I'm like, do I need to know what this is? Is it fucked up that I like don't know what a Montessori technically is? I can't tell if it's like just some fucking fancy bullshit or some hippie bullshit. Or is it fancy hippie bullshit? Or is it is it smart? Is it dumb? Is it, it's, I feel embarrassed about it, but I was a baby. I learned to read that. Anyways, first heartbreak, Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Oh, but then I have no, like, I have nowhere to take it higher from here with the reverb on. Okay, I did the one about Kelly. Kelly. Maybe I'll introduce the heartbreaks like that. Maybe I'll do like, this is so much better. I was getting so annoyed with it. 
I can imagine that you have less patience than I do for it. Oh, dear listener. Um, maybe it'll be like, in, uh, heartbreak number one, coming in at number one, Kelly! <laughs> oh, I gotta get it before the laugh. Whatever, dude. Kelly, Tommy, how tie my shoe. Tommy, how do double knot? Kelly, thanks for teaching me the double knot. But when you were asked to pick a partner for putting away chairs, you picked Stevie, not Meevee. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Heart annihilated. <laughs> oh, preschool. Or Montessori, whatever age I was. I was 17 when I was there. And please don't judge me, okay? I don't know how old I was. I was probably three or four or some shit. I learned to read there at age 17. Mackin. Don't judge people that don't receive the same educational opportunities as you do. Maybe learn... That's... That's like ableist and classist. You fuck! Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm socially conscious vampire. <sighs> Had to get out of there. Had to get out of there fast. Heartbreak number two. Ooh, heartbreak number two. Interesting. There's probably some fucking ones in there, but we have to Fast forward to, I don't know, either Geneva White or Sarah Grew from being in fourth and fifth grade. I remember I was very infatuated with both of them at different times. <clears throat> um, the one I, uh, I don't think there was a saga with Geneva. I think I just had a crush and I don't think it was a heartbreak. But there was with Sarah Grew, who is very nice. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if, if, if there's any chance this gets back to Sarah Grew. I hope this isn't gossip or like me talking shit. This is just, I think, funny story from childhood. And I like using full names from the past. It's fun. But yeah. Nothing disparaging to say. Listen, guys, this is very healthy that I'm doing this, okay? You're trying to come in here with like, oh, Mac, and that's like not cool that you're doing that, that you're doing this episode, but this is actually like really, really mature. I'm extremely mature! Sarah. Grew. Oh my gosh. And by the way, not gonna fucking say any names past like age fucking 10 or some shit. Cause I'm not fucking dumb dumb wacky. Alright, okay. Sarah Grew, third grade. We used to crumple up aluminum foil ball. Throw it at each other across the room. Call it Joshis. Yeah, that's right. It's the cutest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. We're going to San Diego Zoo. And we're going to stay the night there. 
I freaking go down there late because I don't remember why, but my dad drove me down to San Diego. My dad, every time passing the two domes that are like nuclear reactors or something. Also, no idea what that is. But you, everyone that has driven down to San Diego knows the big thing. Maybe you've seen it elsewhere. And my dad would always say, That's where they buried the Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no, my dad was not Gilbert Gottfried. He sounds truly nothing like that. Um, but he did. <laughs> he did always make that, that joke about, like, basically, like, See that, kids? That's big old titties. Ha 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 ha. And it was a joke, like, just for himself. <laughs> and I was just like, damn. That is maybe, like, <laughs> the single most prominent trait I inherited from my father was just like, man, I just got to say this joke because I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> and I don't think it's for anyone else around here. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, Sarah Greer, drive down to San Diego. Walk around San Diego Zoo. Spend the whole night before going to the zoo talking to my freaking pals about how much I love Sarah Grew. I would take a bullet for her, I say, to my other 10-year-old friends. That's how serious I am about my love. And then I think I'm gonna talk to her all day at the zoo. I buy her a freaking teddy bear, wrap a little necklace around it, carry around a brown bag all day under my arm. Everybody say, Mackin, what in the brown bag, you weird little kid? And I say, nothing, shut up. It's me, Mackin. Me, 10-year-old Mackin. My voice is extremely low like this. Shut up. I'm going to go talk about Death Cop for Kitty with Jack Williamson. And then we'll talk about it on a podcast. hundred years later. Can't do the math right now. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> um, I remember I, like, went up to the TA to try to get... Because, like, there were groups of boys and girls, which is just is weird looking back. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> how obsessed we are with... Putting boys and girls into two groups. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Anyways, so the boys were in like one group and the girls were in another group and Sarah was in this one group and I went up to my, like, I think teacher's assistant that, um, you know, and I was like, we gotta be with that other group. And then she was like, oh, do you have like a crush on one of the girls or something? And I was like, no, I don't. That is ridiculous. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to th say that. I guarantee I just clipped the mic, but whatever. That's very sad. A little like a meek. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess. I guess I'll get. I guess I'll get fries from the table. I don't know. Wild. Okay. <sighs> Um, yeah, basically I didn't give it to her. Got too scared. Um, I was going to give it to her like on the bus back. I was like, 
time to go do it and all the cool kids sitting in the back they were in a literal circle literal circle literal circle you literally cannot come in this is a <laughs> literal closed off social circle and I, being sensitive, heartbroken, young, heart, heartbroken, prone, little, little guy, Mac, saw Sarah Groove flirting with Camden Blower. No! Not Camden Blower! He calls me homophobic slurs! Oh no! Anyways, Sarah Grew, am I right? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> okay, so yeah, cry, big cry on the bus home. Everyone's like, is someone you know die? Uh, based on the level of big cry I was doing. Yeah, not gonna brag, but I was pretty good at crying intensely as a kid. <laughs> So I get home, and I'm like, wait, I should still do this. <laughs> it's not over. I call Sarah Grew on her home phone to her family's whole motherfucking house. <laughs> and it's like, boop, you have reached the Grew residence. Leave a message. And I was like... Hey Sarah, um, it's me, Megan, um, or if this is Sarah's parents, please, please keep this message to Sarah. <laughs> this is my only way of contacting her, I guess, and I won't see her till Monday, and it's probably Saturday or something. Anyways, Sarah, I like you so much. I had this bear for you. And I was told everybody was for my mom, and it wasn't for my mom, it was for you. I think I gave it to my mom already. <laughs> this part of the story I forgot about. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually gave her the thing. <laughs> I, think, I think I was like, oh, I gave up on that part of the plan, but I still told her about it. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that part counts, Megan. <laughs> in retrospect, because I think you just gave the thing your mom. Thank you so much, bye! Sarah come up to me next day at school. Hey, Megan. We're walking to art class. Can I tell you? Uh, let's talk. Well, I got your message, and uh, it was really nice. And, you know, my dad was really, honestly, really excited about it. He thought it was very sweet. And I just, I don't feel the same way, but I care about you a lot as my friend. No worries! I don't even care about that stuff! I'm a fourth grade, fifth grade boy. Yeah, I'm just gonna freaking fart and play Halo. She couldn't have been nicer about it. And 
I think we were cool after that. I don't think I hope I didn't make it weird. Check please from the past. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I'm fast forwarding to other heartbreaks. I'm like, oh, this feels a little weird. So maybe I'll just stop with there. That feels like the last, like, <laughs> innocent child one. <laughs> the teenage ones. Ah, maybe I'll talk about them, like, without... Maybe now the anonymity aspect, <laughs> like, feels more respectful. Or maybe it feels more disrespectful to not to do it. Um... Yeah, that FF, that's all the that's you know what motherfuckers? I don't wanna tell you that. Now <laughs> me coming on the internet to openly just talk about my own shit and then very suddenly erecting a firm boundary. Sorry you would love to know, wouldn't you? But that is my private past. And I I've successfully avoided really talking about my feelings, haven't I? <laughs> um, I guess it's interesting, <clears throat> as I feel like so many young, sensitive people do. Um, yeah, the sadness becomes part of your brand, you know. Um, and now, like adult, with like diagnosed depression. Not to brag, but you will never know the depths of true sadness like I have. That is, of course, false. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, depression sucks, and uh, I'm, I'm, I like, I'm, I'm fine, truly. And now I know that, and this is like maybe the first time of utter heartbreak in my life where I've known that I'm like totally fine and I'm like oh dude like I have great therapists like I have great people in my life that I can call I have like a sponsor in this 12-step program and like there's also lots of people in that that I could call and like like texted some friends and I've like learned from them watching them being like hey I'm going through a hard time right now I want to tell the, the people I love the most that I might need a little help and uh so I took a page out of that book and a lot of people that were just down to hold some space for me, you know? And uh, that's so overwhelmingly beautiful. And I, you know, I'd say these, these stories from the past is like, LOL, I used to be so dumb. But like, I didn't have any tools back in the day, little Mac. Can't hold that against him. We learn and we grow and we out here. Anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah, the dream was taking up a lot of space in my heart, in my mind. And I'm sad that it is gone. And at first I really didn't want to let it go. And it's like just starting to dawn on me the possibility that like, it's like, oh, I really... I, it's time to let this down. <laughs> this is a big one, deep one, though. Maybe the maybe one of the things I've thought about most in my life, honestly. But 
now it's like, huh, I wonder what will come next. Now that I'm no longer saving this seat in my heart. Maybe someone will take this seat. For it is always open for Satan! <laughs> oh, wrong chord. Nope, this is Satan's chord now. <laughs> hey, it's me, Satan! Hey, buddy. Did somebody hurt you? You can fucking kill everyone! That you don't like! You can send them to me! Wait, wait, wait. If you make a deal with it, like if you are in a pact with the devil, let's, let's game this out. You are, Maggie, you're mad at people. You have rage in your heart, and instead of allowing it to soften you and find vulnerability and forgive others and uh, grieve your losses and allow it to further your compassion, you decide that, no, I'm just going to be fucking pissed and <laughs> take it out on everyone forever. <laughs> so you make a deal with me, and I'm like, I can bring eternal suffering to everyone. You want me to, but then... Like me, Mackin. Do I want to go to hell now to be with my friend, the devil? And do I, like, want to send other people to the devil to get tortured? And is that gonna be weird when I go to hell and I see all my enemies there? People that I sent to freaking hell? Oh my god! You know what, Mackin? The more I'm talking about this, and I'm Satan, I get caught in the middle of that. Oh, yikes. Count me out. No thanks, pal. I retract my offer. Huh, there goes that one. I wonder who will come to the seat next. It's me, Peter Gabriel. And I'm realizing that I don't think you know enough about me to really flesh this out, so... Mm, gotta go, bye! Huh, wow. I'm... I'm 80% sure that was Peter Gabriel. No way. Now it's... <laughs> what if I thought that I was about to do like a great Peter Gabriel impression or something and I was just setting myself up for impressions? That'd be funny. That'd be funny. And welcome to this podcast called, oh my gosh, the stuff I would have done, it would have been so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like feeling okay. It's interesting that the heartbreak posture, part of it is like, this will be all that I talk about. This is my new whole shit. This is my new whole identity. Is, is this specific sadness? And I'm going to hold everyone hostage by telling them about it. And say, hey, feel compassion for me. Ha. Ha. It's my birthday of sadness. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Saying you're heartbroken is like saying, hey, it's my birthday. You have to, you have to be nice to me. Uh, but yeah, no, no resentment, no, 
bitterness, no shame, no, oh, I, you know, I, I'm such a piece of shit or if I was better, it's just like, yeah, it's really interesting to have something <clears throat> like, oh, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And that's the only bummer of it. And that, yeah, that's still fucking fucked my whole shit up. But <clears throat> also to know that like, oh, your shit can get like t really fucked and you're also like going to be fine too. And that's really cool. Obviously there are like larger woes. Okay, listen everyone, I have had one relative die, so I think that I'm absolutely the champion of grief and I actually know everything about human suffering. <laughs> it was my grandma. She was a hundred. She lived a, a plenty of life and she was... That This makes it sound like <laughs> I wanted her to die. <laughs> she was being greedy. Oh, this, this part of the podcast feels, doesn't feel good. <laughs> See, it's funny for me, but now I'm, like, picturing my other relatives being like, well, how could you say that shit? No, I mean, yeah, I've talked about that grief on here. Um, anyways. It's interesting being a little bit better than you were. And being like, well... You know, I got a... All the other problems in my life are the same. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, okay, like everything, there's still other like works in progress and, and, you know, get, let's get back to work on some of this other stuff. And then like your life isn't over. Yeah. Basically your life isn't over. Um, and also, I think this dream of this person was in the way of my friendship with the person, you know? A ghost standing between us that I now have destroyed. I'm the freaking Ghostbuster of love. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I got, you know? Did I blow your mind with massive cool insight of feeling? Oh man. Yeah, just out here freaking feeling feelings for the every man. So that they don't have to. Oh god! Have you guys met my wife? You gotta meet my wife. Guys, I have the coolest wife. Oh my god, the other day, she comes in, opens a beer, says, I'm having a beer. Fuck it, I'm, I'm actually having a beer. And I was like, damn, my wife is the coolest. Drinking a beer, what? Yes, yes, my wife. Yes, wife. Yes, wife. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I went to the movies with my wife the other day. We get there. She freaking dumps all the popcorn on her head, says, What am I? A 
freaking Christmas tree from like a weird house <laughs> that does popcorn on the Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, wife, yes. <laughs> oh my God, my wife is the best. <laughs> you don't have to process heartbreak. You can just make one, <laughs> you can commit to one joke. That's talking about your cool wife. And you can just bring that up anytime you start to feel a hint of sadness. You can just think about, but have you guys met my wife? This episode of Have You Met My Wife was brought to you by Alka-Seltzer Bank. Too much money in a dry bank? Come put it in this water. All your money, and it won't have any stomachaches. <laughs> and then it, and it's, and, 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 oh no, oh no, I had a perfect way out. I had a perfect end to the podcast. And I stayed too long in the Alka-Seltzer joke. Help, help, I have to get out of the Alka-Seltzer joke. Why to think of something funny to say about it? Oh my God, what the fuck I <laughs> Alka-Seltzer Bank. Oh my God! Brought to you by Alka-Seltzer Bank. Freaking okay. Bank is and it's fizzy water for stomachache. And because because you don't need any hurt in your wallet. Yeah, it's good enough. All right, everyone. Goodbye. Fuck you. I love you. I'll come back to this voice. Yeah. Goodbye. Fuck you. I love you. Happy Santa Claus. Happy Santa Claus.